0: The best and brightest physicians choose to work at Boston Medical Center. And now it's time to hear what they're saying. This is Boston Med Talks. Here's Melanie Cole.
1: If you or someone you know lives with obesity, you understand the struggles of endless weight loss programs that have shown no results, exhaustion from small tasks, and the increase of various health risks that are due to being that overweight. My guest today is Dr. Donald Hess. He's the director of the Bariatric Surgery Program at Boston Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Hess. So as far as bariatric surgery, people hear these words. They hear weight loss surgery. Explain a little bit about what these procedures are as a tool tool to help people in their weight loss endeavors.
0: Oh, uh, sure, Melanie. Uh, we see a lot of patients who have failed uh, what we call conservative methods. They've you know, tried diets. They've tried many other uh, methods. They've met with nutritionists and dieticians, and then they consider surgery. Uh, the two most um, common procedures that we perform are the laparoscopic gastric bypass and the laparoscopic sleeve gastrectomy. Uh, All weight loss surgery is now done laparoscopically, which uh, gives the patient a very quick recovery time. The typical patient we see for these procedures is somebody that uh, we would say meets the NIH criteria. The National Institutes of Health uh, developed some guidelines years ago, which means a patient would need a BMI greater than 40, or, for example, a 5-foot, 6-inch patient would need to weigh 250 pounds, or a five foot six inch patient needs to weigh 190 pounds if they have some weight-related problems like diabetes, hypertension, or sleep apnea. A lot of our patients uh, undergo weight loss surgery not just to lose weight, but also to fix some fairly life-threatening medical problems. Oh, and one other thing, I'd like to mention that bariatric surgery is covered by every health plan in Massachusetts. So whatever health plan you have, whether it's one of the state-run programs, private insurance. Uh, it, Massachusetts it, it, residents have bariatric surgery as a covered service.
1: So let's speak about the the process itself of getting to be a candidate or a potential candidate for bariatric surgery. What's involved for the patient? Is there psychological counseling involved? How do you advise them that this is this is a big deal and what they should be looking for and forward to?
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, One thing that we instituted a number of years ago is an information session. Uh, It's something that you would, when you contact our office, uh, we have a number of them during the week, uh, Monday evenings, Friday, midday, and also uh, uh, one for Spanish-speaking patients on Fridays as well. Uh, That information session will go over all the procedures, the risks, the benefits. Uh, uh, It will discuss the procedures and specific health issues that they improve, for example, Uh, gastric bypass is uh, better for diabetes uh, than some of the other operations. So we uh, talk about that. Somebody that might have uh, reflux or heartburn, one operation might be better than another. Uh, Once they do that, then the first step in the process is meeting with the surgeon. Uh, Everybody will get uh, get an individual appointment with a surgeon where we look at each candidate, uh, go over their health history. Uh, they are dietary attempts uh, and um, determine whether we think they're a good candidate for the operation. Once that's the case, once that's the case we have a very good uh, multidisciplinary program. We have bariatric-specific dietitians. We have a number of medical nutritionists. Now, these are MDs and NPs that uh, work only with obesity. Uh, They help patients change their diets ahead of time, help them lose a little little weight before surgery to make it a safer procedure, and help prepare them for the operation. Everybody is required to undergo a psychological evaluation. Uh, Most of the time, uh, this is just perfunctory, but of course, we want to make sure that people's um, uh, problems with obesity uh, aren't stemming from some underlying psychiatric problem that hasn't been treated. Uh, Often, the psychiatric uh, evaluation uh, um, uh, won't stop anybody from having surgery, but sometimes we suggest that they uh, get some counseling ahead of time to help any uh, problem that has yet to be treated.
1: There's so much information on this, Dr. Hess. We could really speak for quite a long time. But what do you want them to know before the procedure? Or what would you like patients to do? before the procedure? Should they be trying to lose weight? Should they be exercising quite a bit? What would you like them to do beforehand?
0: Well, most of the people who we see have been contemplating bariatric surgery for a number of years. They've really exhausted the conservative methods. What what we want them to do, once the uh, surgeon sees them, we, we, we want them to um, listen to the dietitians, learn about the diet after surgery, um, You really become educated about the procedure and about the lifestyle changes necessary. We also want them to meet with the medical nutritionist and uh, and try to attain uh, uh, some modest uh, weight loss. I think the most important thing for our patients is to be well educated about the procedure. You know, even to the uh, down to the hospitalization will be two days. They uh, will be on a, a high protein liquid diet at the beginning. We want them to uh, get support service, support um, uh, mechanisms in place. You know, family members or friends that can help them uh, through this uh, early period. We want them. Uh, you know, to be prepared to be successful.
1: So then the procedures themselves, the gastric sleeve and the gastric bypass, explain just a little bit about the differences.
0: Okay. Um, uh, We've been doing the the gastric bypass since the 60s in the United States. Uh, That operation is where we make a very small stomach and then reroute the beginning of the small intestine uh, to allow the, uh, the food to bypass not just the stomach but the first part of the small intestine. It, I think it was initially a surprise uh, to the surgeons that performed this operation that it had a tremendous effect on diabetes because of bypassing the initial part of the small intestine. A newer operation is the sleeve gastrectomy. Uh, we don't uh, reroute the intestines at all. We just take the uh, stomach and we make it long and narrow. A lot of people say, oh, the, my stomach will become shaped like, the, like a banana. Uh, by, we do this by excising 85% of the stomach. Interestingly, diabetes gets better as well with this operation. Uh, some of the hormones that are responsible for diabetes are produced in the part of the stomach that we um, remove. And, be, and because of this, we do see improvements in a lot of the medical conditions associated with the obesity as well.
1: What is life like after the surgery for this bariatric patient? What can they start eating at the beginning? And how does this change their life? And as I said in the intro, Dr. Haas, it's a tool It's not the answer, but it is a tool. So what what is it like for them afterwards?
0: Well, uh, the most interesting thing that we see as weight loss surgeons is uh, the patient's hunger uh, is gone for the first six to nine months after surgery. I think when patients think about, oh, the surgeon is going to be making my stomach very small or very narrow, I'm not going to be able to eat a lot, I think their big fear is that they'll be hungry, they'll want to eat, or they'll feel deprived. And that, uh, interestingly, is not the case at all. <clears throat> uh, they do not want, um, you know, uh, sweet foods anymore. Sort of the, the patient's uh, taste change quite a bit. The uh, We recommend a high-protein, high-complex carbohydrate diet, and that now matches their desires. Uh, initially, we have them on a high-protein liquid diet. We then uh, convert them to soft solids. And then after six weeks, we open it up with a lot of education. There are some foods, because of the small um, uh, the narrow sleeve or the small stomach with the gastric bypass uh, that never go down well for mechanical reasons. And these are bread that's not toasted, pasta, rice, or uh, very fibrous bread, meat. Uh, none of that uh, uh, goes down well. But besides that, their diet is relatively normal. You know, chicken, fish, uh, you know, vegetables. I mean, we have them eat their protein first when they eat a meal, uh, then go to the vegetables and then perhaps the starches, but we feel the starches aren't necessary. So in general, they're eating you know very healthy, um, you know, what would appear to be a very normal uh, diet uh, many months after surgery.
1: What about supplementation for vitamins and minerals?
0: Yep. So we uh, recommend that everybody, if you're going to sign up for one of these operations, uh, you have to know that there's an incidence in both of them of iron deficiency as well as B12 deficiency. So for that, we recommend everybody has a multivitamin with iron as well as a B12 supplement. The good news is the liquid B12 supplements now can bring everybody's B12 level, not just to normal, but even above normal when we check it. Uh, after surgery. And we do check everybody's uh, uh, vitamin, vitamin and minerals, mineral levels, uh, three, six, nine months at a year, and then yearly thereafter, just to make sure uh, things are going well. The additional thing that we recommend with the gastric bypass is a calcium citrate supplement. And this is because calcium is absorbed in the part of the small intestine that is bypassed uh, uh, um, uh, when we do the gastric bypass. Uh, the one misconception is that patients who have the sleeve uh, will not need any vitamin and mineral supplementation. But patients with the sleeve are also at risk for iron and B12 deficiency. Some of the stomach acid is no longer secreted, which um, helps iron be absorbed. Uh, And uh, one of the proteins that help uh, B12 get absorbed is uh, not produced as much in the sleeve.
1: And what about fluid intake, Dr. Huss? Because this is a very important part, dehydration, can happen pretty quickly and be a cause for readmission to the hospital. What do you tell them about hydrating?
0: Uh, It is our number one cause for readmission. It's a little more common with the gastric bypass than the sleeve gastrectomy. Uh, We want everybody to get in at least 60 ounces of fluid. One of the problems is if people get behind on their fluids, uh, You know, obviously their stomach is small, the sleeve is narrow, it's hard for them to catch up. And it, interestingly, uh, dehydration can cause nausea and the nausea makes people less likely to drink. So we do have patients that if they don't keep up with their fluid, they sort of go into a bit of a, uh, a spiral. The good news is it's it easily fixed. They come into the Uh, doctor's office or the emergency room, they get a few liters of IV fluid, they feel much better, and then they're able to keep up with their fluids. But really, it is a very important thing. Uh, One thing that um, uh, when we do bariatric surgery, it's a very um, uh, well-monitored Uh, procedure. It's one of the only procedures where we have a national database. All of our information goes into it. Uh, We receive reports every six months from our governing body telling us how we're doing compared to our colleagues. So you know, if your readmission rate is a little bit high, uh, they will let you know uh, and then you'll take steps to uh, decrease it. I think everybody has learned a lot from this uh, national database and because of it, bariatric surgery is incredibly safe.
1: So wrap it up for us. What would you like the listeners to know about bariatric surgery at Boston Medical Center and what you want them to think about if they are considering this type of surgery for themselves or a loved one?
0: Well, uh, The first thing they would want to know is we've been a, a center of excellence since those uh, designations have been given many years ago. Uh, not only are the surgeons very well trained, but the, uh, the operating room staff and the nurses on the floor are very, per, are very familiar with bariatric surgery patients. We do roughly... Uh, four to five hundred weight loss surgeries here a year. So if a person decides to come to Boston Medical Center, they're coming to a very experienced team. Uh, I think uh, uh, the other thing you need to know is if you've been thinking about uh, weight loss surgery, if you are uh, overweight and have some health-related conditions, uh, contacting our office is not a commitment. The first thing is an information session where you will learn a lot about the different procedures. You can uh, ask questions directly of the surgeon at that point. And then if you feel comfortable, you can go on and make an appointment. But there certainly is no risk uh, in contacting our office to learn a little bit more about the procedures.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. House, for being with us today. You're listening to Boston Med Talks with Boston Medical Center. And for more information, you can go to bmc.org. That's bmc.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.